This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. He's lost some weight. Uh, he's uh, he needs to breathe a little. He's turned a little blue. Yeah, he has. Uh, I don't know why this is happening nice. exactly. No, actually, uh, Pat's out today. He is uh, sick, so he will be back. Uh, I don't know if he'll be back tomorrow. Maybe next week. I yeah, yeah I don't know. It might be a few days. Uh, he's uh, I don't know what he's got, but he's he's, he's, he's suffering a little bit. So we'll uh, we'll uh, allow him just to uh, exist in his sickness without making fun of him. But he looks adorable. Oh, a little furry. Um, How long? What's the what's the what's the time that we have before we can start making fun of him? Oh, I think uh, you know once he's because you're being awful nice right now, and I'm like now's the time. No, I don't think so. I don't think now's we're there yet. It's, it's break one. <laughs> no, he'll be back. He's actually. I mean, he'll be fine. He'll be back in a couple of days. Um, uh, I will say the same is not to be said about the Donald Trump campaign. No currently. kidding. Uh, it is not going to be fine. Uh, it is not going to be fine in a couple of days. Now, who knows? There's obviously major, and we always li- allow for this outlier. Uh, one of the lessons I've learned in this particular uh, campaign season is to not make statements without uh, adding on that nothing is certain. <laughs> you have to associate levels of probability with your statements. Um, so, really? Uh, while I'm not being scientific here, and I don't need to give you a margin of error or anything, I mean, there is a small percentage chance that uh, you know, there is a major event that happens. There's always that outlier. I mean, we we, yeah. we could have a flash crash yes. of the stock market. It's something, something that nobody is thinking about. Obviously, a terrorist attack is something we're always considering. Um, WikiLeaks is another thing. A couple thousand emails a day are coming out. Another 1,900 today from John Podesta. Yeah. His entire, I think, 10-year Gmail history is out there. I was thinking about that the other day. <clears throat> is it worth just erasing your Gmail or whatever account you might yeah, have, I mean, your I'm Yahoo a- account? Your, you know, MS. You know, I know you use Hotmail. Uh, Jeffy's a big Hotmail. Although I, I, I noticed it's H O T M A L E, which is not the service. That's my separate. That's my okay. private server. The point is, though, is it worth wiping out those old it emails? It might be. And if you don't use them in a while, you know, the company just takes them back, so they just keep them. What does that mean? You know, well, like I had a couple of uh, a couple of accounts that uh, I'm a little nervous about now, as a matter of fact. Mm. But uh, now that I think about it, mm-hmm. uh, that I had used, that if I hadn't gone into them in a while. And I went to go into them, and now I have to go through, uh, you know, like trying to get into the country yeah, yeah, to yeah. get the email back. But my point is that if I just let it go, 
those emails are just it's there. Yeah, I have. Um, I started uh, something when my kids were born of starting their own email accounts when when I was born. Oh, right. And so, like every right. every I don't know month or two, I'll just send them an email about something we did that day or whatever, nice. just yeah. so that maybe when cool. they get older they yeah. can read them. And I keep thinking that I got to make sure I get in there I know. And, and activate the do something in the account so that it's they like don't just well, I think it. the MSN one was once a month or something, you know. And I tried to always. Put it on the calendar and it pop up. So I go, oh, I got to go into those accounts. But you know, if you hit snooze on those pop ups, pretty soon a month goes by. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Pretty huh. soon a month goes by, and then the next thing you know, it's a couple months, and next thing you can't get into the account. I, I, I wish there was a way that you could like because there's every once in a while there's like I remember we talked about a, an article a long time ago that I think I sent, and I want to search my email. You know, it might go back a couple years, right. And find it. Um, I wish there's a way to just take all of them off of there and store them on like a, a hard drive or something. I don't know if you could do that with Gmail. You probably, I guess, you probably can. It's probably, so. uh, you know, uh, Yahoo. I don't know. I mean, I don't, you know, like I don't know what I'm talking about. Point is here that it would be nice uh, <laughs> if there was a way because I feel like this is what happens. I mean, you know, John Podesta's. This is his private email, right. and whether whether you like the outcome of this or not, it's a it's a crime. We're talking about the result of a crime, and it's weird that we're all kind of reporting it and commenting on it. I know. In that, like, you know, this is the same thing happened to Sarah Palin. It was a crime. I mean, you break into someone's private email and start leaking emails, that is criminal activity. And in this case, it's worse probably than the Palin case, because the Palin case, there was a, uh, I think it was a son of a Democratic operative or something yeah. who did it, broke the password, didn't really release a lot of it, although a little bit. Um, uh, and it was, you know, bad. That's bad. This is a foreign government doing it by all indications, including the security briefings Donald Trump has received and then goes on during the debate and denies that he knows anything about it. Um, really, uh, it's frightening. I mean, in any other era, I mean, if this was can you imagine? Let's just go back uh, any other era, really. But I mean, pick George W. Bush, 2004, running for reelection. The Russian government hacks into government documents and starts leaking things. Uh, and Bush is sitting here facing a re-election against Kerry, and Kerry is just touting all of the emails that have been leaked from the Russian government. Can you imagine that scenario? I bet the people would be reacting a little bit differently. I mean, I, I, it, I am no fan of John Podesta. I am no fan uh, of uh, really anybody, uh, anyone close to Clinton. But, I mean, this is not the way elections are supposed to be decided. I mean, I, this is not the way, uh, you know, criminal activity affecting elections by outs, outside governments is supposed to be. I mean, that's not supposed to be something we're cheering on, guys. I don't know if anyone, now, look, I, I'm interested. Uh, I, you know, I have not seen anything, by the way, um, that is particularly terrible. See, that's the thing, so right? Far. I mean, the, the way they, the way they, uh, the way they dump uh, these emails and uh, it's just, hey, here's another 2,000 emails. Right. And in there, yeah, you there see, at noon. there's always something interesting they're, or embarrassing, you know. Um, of course. Like they're trying to say, like Donna Brazil, who has now stepped into Debbie Wasserman and Schultz's yes. role, said, I guess in January, um, hey, once this election, you know, is decided, I'll, I'll be your biggest surrogate. Kind of indicating, well, Bernie has no chance. Well, you know what? Bernie had no chance. Right. I mean, it's nothing to do with the way the DNC was treating him. That's he's why a I was terrible surprised. candidate, that's and he's still lost by 4 million votes, which was close as he ever should have been. I know we talked a little bit about it, but I was, that's why I was surprised that Debbie Wasserman uh, got the boot over those emails because there was nothing ground shattering, I thought, I in those at all. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think I mean, so either. obviously they favored Clinton. She was the establishment candidate. Yeah. Just like, by the way, if you broke into the RNC emails right now, you would see that they favored Trump over 
or, excuse me, uh, uh, Bush and Rubio over Cruz. And then as it came between Cruz and Trump, they started supporting Trump over Cruz. Yep. Am I going to sit here and cry about that? Not really. I mean, well, in reality, we, we know I, it's the truth. That's I mean, what they were doing. It's OK. True. And I mean, whatever. I mean, the point this is why I keep bringing, bringing this down. It's why I don't blame uh, Fox News hosts. It's why I don't blame Alex Jones. It's why I don't blame anybody for the rise of Trump. The people I blame for the rise of Trump are the people who decided to walk into a curtained booth and pull, pull the lever for that idiot. I mean, it's, that is the problem here. I mean, it's, it is individual voters' responsibility. Now, yes, did they get a lot of false information from these sources? Yes. Yeah. However, you should expect that. Always. You should always expect that, and it is up to us. I mean, I don't know. I heard this one guy say a few times, do your own homework. I hate that guy. I hate that guy, too. But he's right guy. on this one, I have to admit. Uh, you know, you, sh- you can't, you should not come to the Pat and Stew show with this guy and sit here and think you're getting reliable information every day. I will tell you that every day I come out here and I try to give you every piece of information I give you, I believe is reliable. Uh, if we have something that's wrong, usually, you know, if we, you know, if it's a, an interesting or important change we'll come back and tell you about it i mean i i wrote someone someone wrote me on facebook was like oh well you know you got uh or uh, was uh oh you 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 were wrong on the primary uh yeah you know where you can yeah. find that on my facebook page yeah you can find that on this show when i sat here a million times i told you i can't believe how wrong i was in the primary and how many uh, times have we done a story on this show as an example mm-hmm. i've done the story and went that can't be right. That can't be right. That can't be right. Yeah. There, there was a big uh, leak last night about some horrible DNC memo, strategy memo, in which they were talking about stealing signs, and they were talking about, uh, you know, uh, all this other crap. I don't think it was true. And the reason why we didn't present it to you today is because I don't think it's legitimate. Now, we might find out it is legitimate, yeah. and if we do, we will absolutely uh, bring it to you. It'll be a big story. But as of right now, I don't think it's true. I don't have any evidence. Uh, to indicate that it's accurate, and so I'm not going to bring it to you. Uh, you know, we try to do that, obviously. Everybody um, can make mistakes. Everybody can bring up incorrect information. But, I mean, look, I'm not coming to you, for example, coming to you every day and saying, you know what, Donald Trump's going to win because he's winning the Drudge Bowl. Because I absolutely know that's a ridiculous argument. And any, everyone who knows anything about polling is, knows that that's a ridiculous argument. I'm not going to bring that information to you. The same way I didn't come onto the area and say, hey, Ron Paul's winning all the elections. He's going to win. Because it's a ridiculous argument, and I know it right. to, be tr- to be untrue. So the people who are telling you that, you should remember who's telling you those things. I mean, you should, tell, you should remember. Because afterward, you have to remember who got you here. And right now, I mean, you know, that information, that it's still your responsibility. To be able to figure out and discern the information you receive uh, and discern who, what, what sources you should trust. It's all on us as individuals to do that. But, uh, obviously, the people who brought you false information, uh, you should probably look at them and not listen to them anymore. You, know, you shouldn't be going to them for you know, information you think is trustworthy. Certainly, there are people who are doing that to us right now. And, and you know what? If they, yeah. they really think that Donald Trump winning the Drudge Report with 96% of the vote is an indication he's going to win, well, you should probably shouldn't come to us anymore because, obviously, we're not going to feed you information we know to be false. And it's not gonna, we're not here to make you feel good. We're not your safe space. That's not what we do here. Uh, you can go somewhere else to get that information if you prefer. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you should. There are a lot of interesting lessons we were taught here, Jeffy, uh, throughout really? this, uh, this campaign season. A lot of them. Uh, and a lot of it had to do, was very valuable information. And, and, and what people, when you consider conservatives, you consider conservative media, which ones should you trust in the future? I mean, I, look. We did learn quite a bit of that. 
Yeah, I mean, and we did learn. We did learn that uh, that uh, some people who um, you know that people said one thing and did another that you'd never expect over the years, and there was more than, more than one, more than one that came throughout this entire process. Yeah, absolutely, that said one thing uh, for a long time, and then all of a sudden is now saying something else, and you're like, wait. Wait a minute. Yeah, how did that come yeah. about? And it's you know, look, it's I don't know if it's uh, you know celebrity worship or what. I don't know either. Um, but the point is, uh, we'll let our record stand for for itself. I mean, uh, you know, what the easiest thing in the world, the easiest thing in the world, is for us to sit here and say Trump is great. It's the easiest thing in the world because you know what, most people who don't think Trump is great will will probably forgive it. He's a Republican. Hillary sucks. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, m- m- most people will be like, all right. Like, I think there's a lot of people, for example, who are listening to other, you know, Laura Ingram, for example, uh, who really likes Trump. And they might not like Trump, but they could still agree with Laura Ingram and a lot of the things that she says on the show. I mean, you know, she's praising Trump. They might not agree with that part of it. But, you know, they still think we should have immigration controls and we stay, you yeah. know, on, on legal immigrants and still think that we should, you know, believe in a lot of the conservative things. And they still don't like Hillary Clinton. So you could probably get through that show. The easy, that's the easiest thing in the world to do. I mean, and I'm not su- suggesting, I think Laura Ingram's a true believer, but I'm, so I'm not suggesting that about her. But I mean, I think a lot of people could, you could easily manipulate, you know, your opinion to not stand up and say what you believe. The, the play here, business-wise, for us, honestly, is to say, we believe our audience are a bunch of mature adults. Adults that would rather have the truth told to them than lies told to them to make them feel good. And while there might be a lot of emotion now, after this election is over, win or lose for Donald Trump, um, I think a lot of people, because if he, he loses, you know, we've been warning that he's going to lose this whole time, and it was a terrible decision to put him as the nominee. If he wins, he's going to be passing lots of liberal policies and things that you're not comfortable with, and we'll say, like, look, you know, this is, I, people will remember, I think, that we stood up and said, look, this is what he's going to do when he's in office. Now, if he comes into office and he's the, you know, the hero of uh, Alex Jones uh, as a hardcore conservative or whatever and uh, starts doing all these wonderful things, well, then we'll be wrong. And you know what? It'll be great admitting we're wrong. I mean, that, the best case scenario is that we have an actual good president that does good things. So I don't have no problem admitting it. I don't, it doesn't make me uncomfortable at all. I feel uncomfortable when people like us. That's when I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I, you know, I, I would rather, because I know I like this out of shows. You know, I, I, I tune into, you know, I, was, I had Penn and Pendulum uh, uh, on uh, Wonderful World of Stew. It's a great show by the way. He's a fascinating guy. So I, was, I had him on, and, and one of the reasons I love Penn uh, for, for a long time is his show on Showtime that aired many, a few years ago, uh, which is, uh, you know, it's not running anymore. Uh, Penn and huh, Teller. That happens to shows. BS. It does. It does. Yeah, you know, there's some shows on Saturday on Blaze Radio. You should hear about it. A lot of them get canceled. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, it was called Penn and Teller BS. And about 75% of the stuff that they did on that show, I generally agreed with. You know, I was libertarian in yeah. thought. It was a lot of disproving, debunking, emotional thoughts. And sometimes I was like, come on now. Right, and some of it I fully disagreed with. Yeah, absolutely. But I enjoyed being challenged by it. I enjoy, Even though it didn't change my mind, I enjoyed watching the show because they would make points and I was like, ah, that point is BS. Or that, that's a, I got to admit, that's a good point. I enjoyed being pressed on it. You know, um, the movie um, uh, that came out a while ago, um, I remember thinking this at the time. Uh, what was the, it was Clint Eastwood movie, um, female boxer movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
You know what I'm talking about. I can't think of this. Million Dollar Baby, thank you. Million Dollar Baby. And it was a movie uh, that was a very well-done movie. Yeah. Uh, it was well-acted. It was well-written. It was a good storyline. It was emotional. And at the end of the movie, I, well, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie since, like, I don't know, when it was, like, named Best Picture in 2007, I feel for you. You can turn the TV off now. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the movie, uh, she is struggling for her life, and he basically unplugs her. Uh, it is essentially the most powerful emotional argument for assisted suicide you can come up with. Yeah. And it was, I, while I don't think you should kill yourself um, uh, in these situations, I liked being challenged by the movie. I liked someone bringing that argument out and making an emotional argument, the strongest argument you could possibly make against something uh, in life that I strongly argue for. No one wants to be in that that seat, boy. I I don't have any... Yeah, right. I don't have any passion for some dumb partisan argument that I've heard a million times. But if you can come to me and you have credibility when you've taken positions, as Penn has, um, that would many times disagree with with what he believes. I mean, he's you know he coming on shows like the on, the on shows on the Blaze are things that you know he's friends with Lawrence O'Donnell at MSNBC. He's friends with lots of atheists who can't stand Glenn because of his religious beliefs. But he likes to be challenged, and 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 for that reason, I like to be challenged by someone like him. He's a smart guy, and he brings up things I haven't thought about before. That's great. You know, and I, I, I That's hope, why you came on your show, The Wonderful World of Stu, Fridays, 8 p.m. on The Blaze TV. I mean, I wasn't even going to say that, but thank you for the nice promotion. You're welcome. Uh, the point, point being here uh, that I want to be challenged from shows because, honestly, someone coming on and saying Hillary Clinton is awful every day, while it's part of the conversation, new developments are important to cover, looking back at her history, as we did with the serials, very important to cover and interesting to discuss. However, if that's the only thing you're getting, then, you know, you're not being challenged. Shouldn't you be challenged? You know, if you come on, listen to the show and you say, you know what? Look, Donald Trump uh, saying some crap on a bus and supporting, you know, uh, a giant stimulus program and 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 running commercials based on the fact that he's going to fund uh, women's uh, child, you know, uh, maternity leave and uh, and child care. I mean, he's running commercials on that now. If you can do that and you say, you know what, those things haven't crossed my line and I can still vote for the guy, feel good about myself in the morning. That's good. But isn't it good that you challenged and you thought that out and you came to that conclusion? That's all I want. I want to be able to go through that process or it's not real. If you just think about what we think about with liberals, if they haven't been challenged on the idea that, wait a minute, maybe maybe government isn't the right solution to stop global warming. They haven't been. They sit here and mindlessly go through life and say, well, it's a problem. We have to do something. The government's there for us. And they don't go deeper than that many times. Many of them. Some do. And those are the ones that really have a foundation in their belief system. The people who go through this, uh, go through this show and, and listen to us being critical of Trump and they can still vote for him, or at least you've challenged yourself a little bit. At least you're alive, man. Uh, that's what I want, yes. you know? Yes. I, I feel like that is something that we've lost in this election. Do you want a show that's constantly giving you the same six talking points about how great Trump is and how bad Hillary is? I mean, you know, those things might be, you might even agree with them, but is that what you want? God, that's boring as all hell to me. Sure is. Uh, so I'd rather be challenged, and uh, that's why I listen to the Jeff Fisher show on Blaze Radio every wow. Saturday at like two in the morning or whatever it's no, nine to noon. Nine to noon. Nine to on, noon. Uh, on, on, Easter, no. I shouldn't probably Blaze bash Radio. the time slot considering it's the show, the radio show that I'm on has the same time slot. <laughs> probably a bad, but during the week. 
Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's true. I mean, I, I, that's what I want. I want different perspectives. I like sometimes I like listening to uh, you know a, a really smart libertarian or a really smart even liberal. I mean, there's not very few that I can get through all of that stuff with a liberal. But at least yeah, some more, some more fun. And some of them that there can, un- you know, what's important, I think, is to understand the mindset of the other side. You know, they say this about debates all the time. If you can't, ar- you know, successfully and intelligently articulate the other side of the argument, you don't understand it well enough. Like, I always think this is a big point with, with liberals. And, like, they'll go on, you know, they'll go on TV and, you know, you hear them talking about guns. You hear them talking about faith. It's as if they're talking in a language they've never tried to speak in before. A lot of times it is. You know, they're just, it's just, they don't have any idea. And you see this with people like Trump, with people like Bloomberg, where they have just have never thought about these issues before. They've never thought about them. So when they talk about them, they sound like idiots because they have no idea what the other side is thinking. They don't know, understand the basis of it. And, you know, that's what I want out of a show is someone who's thought about these things uh, long enough to be able to articulate not only my side of the argument, but the other side. To be able to come to you and say, this is what, what they think, this is why they believe it, this is where they're going with this, here's why I believe they're wrong. That's much more valuable than a person that can come out and say, the, well, here's, here, you know what, uh, here, you know, R after the name, here's the five reasons. You know, I just can't take those shows. It's I don't not, want to it's listen. It's not all about your feelings. Okay, it's yeah. It's all about your feelings. I, you know, I want my feelings to be challenged. Because, again, I mean, you can get this crap wherever you want. You can have... Uh, you know, liberals always say, well, conservatives are, are in an echo chamber. And we find by lots of research that liberals are in more of an echo chamber uh, than that conservatives be a, are. that be a safe space? But yeah, a safe space. Uh, yes. However, I don't want to be in an echo chamber. No. I don't. I like to have the other side challenge me. And so I, I become more firm in my own beliefs, assuming they're wrong, which a lot of times I believe they are. But, I mean, if I have evidence that the other side, I, I'm better at arguing. and I'm better at articulating my side of the argument as well. I know where they're going. And I know uh, why they're going there, and that is important. One of the reasons why you probably listen to Glenn, and uh, and and you have for many years, is that he's done the research to look back at progressives, the foundation of their philosophy, and where they're going. Why do they think this way? Liars is the book that he has out now. Um, and somehow we've used this segment to promote now three different products. <laughs> Liars is the book he has out now. And, and, and that's exactly what the book is. It's a look at the philosophy of progressivism. Whether you see it with Debbie Wasserman Schultz or you see a, and you love Donald Trump or you see it in Donald Trump and you, don't, you can't even talk about Debbie Wasserman Schultz. The point is there's a philosophy there that drives these people. It's the way they play on you. It's the way they play on your emotions. Republicans do it all the time, not just Trump. Republicans do it all the time. And uh, you need to know what it is so you can identify it and defeat it because it's fear mongering. You know, it's funny, too. You mentioned the Hillary cereals. Uh, you can go to glenbeck.com slash cereals and listen to all the cereals that we've produced. Uh, you sure, you sure can. And thank you for bringing the fourth product into the <laughs> Let me give you a fifth. Uh, this one is not our product, but we talk to you about it anyway. Why? Because it's important. The fact is, your current phone carrier is using your money to undermine your beliefs. And, uh, I, you know, and Grover thinks so, too, although Grover hasn't officially sponsored this particular segment. They spend tens of millions of dollars to remove conservative leaders from office. They're funding things like Planned Parenthood, uh, you know, 350.org, which is a, a big-time global warming uh, you know, organization. You know, all the environmental stuff is big. Uh, you do have other options, though. Patriot Mobile. 
Patriot Mobile offers all the benefits that you get from your phone company. Nationwide talk and text, high-speed 4G, LTE data, competitive prices, all the best phones as well. Uh, and they donate up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. That's pretty sweet. Well, it's great because it's not just, you know, because there's conservative organizations and that I don't want my money going to. Because <laughs> yes. uh, they say they're conservative and they're not really that conservative. This one you can, prote- you can uh, pick yourself. For example, you like the NRA, you go with the NRA. Yes. FreedomWorks is obviously one I've talked about many times, as has Glenn. It's a great organization. They are fighting uh, you know, s- strongly uh, for the sort of benefits that uh, we... If uh, you have, oh my gosh, something that they don't uh, sponsor... Talk to them about it. Yeah, because they give good. you a list of choices when you sign up, and uh, you can. Um, they, they, we, we actually met with these guys a couple weeks ago, and they're saying, like, look, well, you know, someone called up and they said, look, we have a great organization. Is there any way I can donate to them? They added them to the list. They actually care. Uh, that, I mean, it's more about you know caring where your money is going. That's important. It's the same quality service, the latest and greatest phones, and they'll pay up to three hundred and fifty dollars in fees to switch you over. Look, it's a, it's, a, it's a phone company that you know, believes what you believe. And why wouldn't you go to them instead of the other guys? Go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze, patriotmobile.com slash blaze, or call them 877-367-7524, 877-367-7524. It's Patriot Mobile. The experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Um, Matt uh, on Twitter, at World of Stew, by the way, at Pat and Stew, at Jeffy MRA, uh, if you want to uh, get in touch with us, uh, writes, uh, you know damn well if there was reports about Trump emails damaging him, it would 100% be talked about on the show. We talked about the Hillary emails 100 times. And we talked about them today multiple times. <laughs> My point is, I just don't like how they're coming out. I don't like the process of it, um, but we have talked about it. It is news. You, I mean, we can't ignore it. Um, and we talked about the Hillary emails on that show, on this show, multiple times. And I mean, we'd be I, just as upset of how they came about yeah, for Donald Trump as well. Right. I would not feel, feel good about that at all. I mean, you know, there's a, there was, and, and by the way, we, this did come out yesterday, and we did not talk about it on radio at all. But there is a, uh, an email, and this one's not hacked. It's a, it's a leak from the person who it was sent to. But uh, this goes back to Breitbart. Um, Stephen Bannon, who's now running the Trump campaign, uh, told one of his uh, associates uh, back in 2015 that he was a campaign manager then. He had been running the campaign the entire time through the primary when he looked, oh, so neutral in the race. Uh, had been, he told someone else that he was running the campaign in 2015. Now, since then, they've had a falling out, and she leaked the email, apparently. It was his, one of his writing uh, associates. This also goes to um, 
the point of um, uh, leaks coming out through the Breitbart uh, camp that th- things that Bannon has was saying um, that were abusive to women and, uh, and yeah. also, you know, attacking other Republicans and blah, 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 blah. All that happened. We didn't even talk about that today. We talked about the Hillary Clinton emails and I didn't talk about that. At some, at some point, you, you hit a level where maybe you're just obsessed with this guy. Maybe you're just so obsessed with Donald Trump, you can't see the truth. I, I mean, this is not just mad. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, you know, thousands of people. Every single, no matter what we're talking about. It's just like, oh, I just see what you're doing. You're talking about Trump. I was talking about Twinkies. I don't know. What you, you, you were saying Trump looks like a Twinkie. He's eating too many Twinkies. He's overweight. I was talking about they just released pumpkin spice Twinkies. I thought it was an interesting. You can't believe our pumpkin. That's orange. Donald Trump's orange. We know what you're doing. I, I guess I can't deal no, with it. If you live in that world where you're so obsessed with a dude that, you know, is running for president, I, 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 there's nothing I can do with it. I can't do anything for you. I can't ease your life. I can't make it better. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I wish I could, but I we've tried. We've, we've tried. tried. We really this have. Is, we're at the point now where we can. And so if you like Trump, you might want to turn this one off because here comes the fact that is not going to look good for Trump. And I will say there's a there's a, a we I think what has happened here is clear. Let's let's go over this. Trump has uh, fallen into a tie now with Hillary Clinton in Utah. This is a state that votes like 70 percent for the Republican nominee, 26 uh, percent for Donald Trump. 26% for Hillary Clinton, 14% for Gary Johnson, which has been pretty consistent there. But the big news is Evan McMullen at 22%. Wow. When is that poll released? A couple days after our interview with him. I mean, it's pretty clear what happened there, right? We move huge swaths of the electorate. That's yeah, what it's we do clear. Here. I mean, we couldn't get Ted Cruz elected using uh, the radio show uh, and our own uh, personal uh, advocacy of saying he was the most conservative guy. But, you know, having one interview with Evan McMullen, I think, moved the dial uh, quite a bit. Yes. Uh, you're welcome, Evan. Okay? You're welcome. 22%, though. I mean, I don't... This is one of the most amazing things... That sure is. ...that I can ever remember happening in electoral politics. This is a man... That launched this campaign with like a hundred Twitter followers three months ago, two months ago. I mean, he's he's doing I mean, what we kind of talked about needed I, to be done, right? Right. I, I mean, it, go back and read my bailout 2016 yeah. piece. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, and this while is the plan. His strategy is a little different than what I suggested. What I suggested was a guy comes out and goes only for red states. Therefore, you're only taking from Trump and never taking from Clinton. Uh, the McMullen campus decided to go in as many states as possible. He believes he's going to be on in about 43 states as either on the ballot or uh, as a write-on uh, candidate by the end of this. I think it was 43 or 45. Yeah, and it was um, the other way, taking from Clinton, not Trump, right? No, my suggestion was taking only uh, from Trump. So the point here was you can't help Clinton. You can only hurt Trump was my plan. So you go and you win Utah, right, for example. Okay. You'll go win. And the, uh, they actually now... Uh, really smart people in the world of electoral um, huh. and analysis are coming up with these scenarios, which is Trump, uh, Clinton 269, uh, Trump uh, 264, Evan McMullen 5. And no one gets huh. 270 electoral votes, and then it goes right. to a House vote. Um, you know, and this was, this was the plan. Right. Um, now, my, my, the reason why I thought, uh, and the reason why I designed my plan the way that I did is because you can't give Hillary Clinton purple states in this plan. If Hillary Clinton pulls off, you know, states like Ohio, because Evan McMullen takes a, a chunk of the votes for, in Ohio, then matter. Hillary Clinton is going to get over 270. It's not going to matter if yeah. he wins Utah. Um, so that's why I restricted it to deep red states. The, the point, though, is that, I mean, McMullen, I don't know what his ballot status is in Ohio. I have not seen a poll with him included. Virginia, I think, just had a poll come out. I think it was Virginia that had Evan McMullen 
included in the polling. And I think he was at 1%. If he wins Utah, though, if he starts polling ahead in yeah. Utah and wins, some other states are going to, I mean, it's going to be a domino effect You're on some other states. Look at the states that I pointed out yeah. in that article. Yeah. Uh, Wyoming, Idaho. If he starts, these, start, these polls keep coming in consistently where he's four points behind or winning, those states, he will start getting momentum and he will start winning there. And that's going to, that would ca- cause more. I don't think he can get to 270 electoral votes. I'm not suggesting that. No. However, I am suggesting that if Hillary can be kept under 270, then you have McMullen uh, pull off 20, 30 electoral votes. And Trump really melts down and really starts uh, pissing on Republicans like he's doing right now. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see a House vote. Remember, this is a guy who, who the reports are you're going to start seeing endorsements coming out from McMullen over the next couple of weeks. Um, and so maybe some high profile ones. Maybe you get a Mitt Romney endorsement, for example. We talked Possible. about that with McMullen. If that happens, McMu- uh, Mitt Romney's VP candidate is the guy running the House. Right. The other guy is attacking him publicly on Twitter. Is it possible that, uh, you know, um, uh, that uh, uh, Ryan tries to whip up votes for McMullen? It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. And again, you know, McMullen isn't necessarily, I mean, he wasn't the highest profile guy we listed on that, uh, on that initial article. But I think he's held up pretty yeah, damn well through this process. Yes, he has. The guy has ex- experience uh, in the CIA, foreign policy experience. He knows those situations very well. He has experience in finance. He's got economic training. And the guy has policy experience. Yeah. He was the head of the House pol- uh, Policy GOP, uh, GOP Policy uh, Commission uh, Committee. So the guy has the right experience to actually do this job. Now, whether a guy who is as unknown as him can possibly be elected president is a high bar, and I don't know that he can clear it, especially in two months. But remember, this is a guy who is at 22% in Utah when only 52% of the voters know he's running. Well, what are the, what are, what, what are the rules? Though? I'm trying to remember what, uh, what the deal is now, so that if it goes to, the, let's say he stops it, he does So it. it's 269 for Clinton, 264 for Trump, five for... Uh, for uh, the House has to pick one of those three, right? Has to pick one, one of, of the three. One of those three. Has to right. be the top three electoral vote getters. Now, this, this does not include, for example, if uh, Gary Johnson would pick off a couple states and four people have electoral votes. Oh, yeah. That's possible as well. However, so it would be the top three. So, okay. let, so let's say it's um, you know, Clinton, Trump, so, McMullen. Okay? Then it would go to the House, and the House uh, would have of uh, a, a, a kind of odd voting system. Here's how it works. Each state gets one vote. Okay? okay. Each state. So each delegation would get one vote. Um, uh, so there'd be 50 total votes cast. I can't remember what the D.C. situation is. They might get a vote, too. So it might be if it's 50 or 51. I don't, I don't know if they... I don't think so. I think it's 50. Uh, I don't remember exactly. So I think it's 50, though. And then the majority, whoever won the majority there, whoever won that election would win. Now, Republicans control, I believe it's 32 state delegations. So they would be the overwhelming favorite. Now, if they, it's possible they could split like right. 16 for McMullen, 16 for Trump, and then Clinton could come out and get 18 and win. I mean, it's not impossible. Right. Highly unlikely, though. You would assume that, um, uh, that Clinton um, uh, is done. It's going to be. Some sort of uniting thing going on between right. Trump or McMullen. Now, there's a couple ways this could go. The most obvious way and the most likely way would be that people would, generally speaking, vote for what their constituency voted for, and Donald That's Trump would true. win. 
That is an overwhelming, most likely situation. The issue would be, is if Trump really destroys himself before the election, and let's say he's behind by 20. I mean, you know, that's probably not going to happen. 15. And at the point where he is so far behind that people start saying a vote for Trump in a state like, you know, where where McMullen's not on the ballot is a vote for McMullen. So people start, that, that argument gets out there, and then we don't, we can't, necessarily parse the difference between a Trump vote and a McMullen vote. And then the House could go in and say, look, this guy is unstable. He's had huge things go wrong with him. He's barely even running. He's not even, you know, he's not even trying. At this point, we should vote for McMullen, who's a serious person. I mean, regardless of whether you think he's conservative enough for you, he's at least a a serious person. And the same argument that you gave to yourself that you can get Trump in and then manipulate him could go for McMullen. Yeah. And I think McMullen... Look, McMullen, I think, would be much closer to what we would come to expect of the Republican Party. He might not be as conservative enough for you, but he's conservative on almost everything. Um, and he is a, uh, you know, uh, similar to what the Republican House is. Now, remember, Republican House was more conservative than Republican Senate, which was more conservative than Republican past presidents. So, you know, you have, I mean, you have something there. Could happen. The odds are not even close to 1% yet. I should put that out there. But it's an interesting possibility to discuss. Triple eight, definitely eight, right. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Beck is the phone number. Back with more Pat and Stu and Grover and Jeffy. I, I know I put Grover first, obviously. Why would you? Look, he's 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 adding more to the conversation. I think we can all agree to that. You know, he hasn't said a word, right, Grover? Right. I've been ranting a lot here. Let's get to some of the information here from today. Uh, This is the new L.A. Times poll. This is the poll you probably remember, which has been the one quoted by Trump supporters most of all, because it has been most favorable for uh, Trump throughout the process. He's been winning most of the time. Yeah, you see, like uh, the past month or two, which has not been necessarily a negative or positive point in the candidacy of Donald Trump. No kidding. Has shown um, a, a lead for Trump. That's been pretty consistent. Five points, six points, four points. Uh, now Clinton has regained the lead in that one, which is, wow. I mean, this has been a, this is, this is bad. Wow, no kidding. Uh, for him. And whether he can recover from it is possible. Just the, the thing to remember is we're already in the middle of uh, voting. Early voting's happening all over. We know, we, we, we know at least half a million people have already voted. It's probably closer to a million by this point. Um, and in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be, millions and millions. I mean, they probably expect about 40% of people to vote early. I mean, everybody's already open but right now, right? By now, I, I, think, I think everybody is. everyone is, is open. I, I think, think there's, so. a, there's, only, there's only a few that are like two weeks or something, yeah, right? Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Okay. Um, well, so, I just remember going through the list, and I think 20, you know, by the time we got, by the time you got to 28, 21 days, most of them are there. Well, let's look this up. Let's look, look this uh, up. We're bringing it up to you in case, you, in case you're, you're considering voting early. Uh, here's Trump's response to try to kind of regain the momentum. And, man, if this is it, uh, here you go. It's uh, Hillary's health, apparently. We're doing something that's incredible. It's a movement. But if we don't win, all it is is a little asterisk in history. There's never been anything like this. So go and register. Make sure you get out and vote November 28th. 
If so you've already registered, ballot. request oh. an absentee <laughs> ballot today <laughs> and vote really early. We've okay, got to yeah, win. Wrong, wrong clip there, obviously. That's the one where he says you should vote November 28th, which... Uh, if you're a Trump or a Clinton supporter, is the right advice. Vote November 28th. Um, but uh, here is the ad from uh, Donald Trump about uh, his health. Watch. Next president faces daunting challenges in a dangerous world. Uh-oh. Iran Uh-oh. promoting terrorism. North Korea threatening. Take ISIS on the rise. Libya and North Africa in chaos. Hillary Clinton failed every single time as Secretary of State. Now she wants to be president. Hillary Clinton doesn't have the fortitude, strength, or stamina to lead in our world. She failed as Secretary of State. Don't let her fail us again. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. So again, that is an official campaign ad in which they show her coughing, slipping on the stairs, right. and falling, or, you know, sort of collapsing into the, into the van. I mean, look, can you get any lower? Well, let's answer that question with a congressman from, uh, from Texas uh, asked a, a hypothetical, and there's some, there's some asterisk, ast- as uh, Donald Trump would say, asterisks. Asterisks. Uh, not asterisks. Um, uh, to this com- uh, this tape, but let's talk about it. Here, here's the clip. If someone off the record in a locker room, this was not in a locker room, it was a workplace, said, I really like raping women, would that be locker room talk? Again, it depends. You, you don't know the entire context. But you would be fine with that. If a tape came out, Trump, I don't, I don't like what he said. If a tape came out with Donald Trump saying that, himself on that. If a tape came out with Donald Trump saying that, saying I really like to rape women, you would continue to endorse him. I, again, it would I, I, that would be bad, and I would have to consider I'd, I'd consider it. I mean, look, he's being beat up by this. He obviously has apologized. Um, you would assume that anyone who said, uh, "Hey, I really like raping people," would not get your endorsement. I think there's an element of it's a little different um, than what is being presented in that. On the fly, he's trying to calculate what trap Chris Hayes is setting for him there. And he stumbles and looks like an idiot because he's not, again, not thinking in a principled way. In a principled way, you look at that question and you know how to answer it. When you're thinking politics, you're thinking interest. It's not that he would actually endorse someone who said they liked raping people, which is the way it's being presented. I think it's more of he's trying to figure out, wait a minute, if I say yes to this, what is he going to say? Right. Is he trapping me? How am I supposed to answer this? Instead of just saying, well, of course I wouldn't endorse someone who said they wanted to rape women. Of course. I mean, it's again, <laughs> the world gets a lot easier when you stick by your principles. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, you know, you know as, it's not easy to do. A lot of people fall down all the time. We all fall down. Jeffy falls down I mean, every, every 12 to 15 seconds on that particular cause. But at least he's trying. Right, Jeffy? I try to pick myself up by the bootstraps, dude. Uh, Here's uh, one more clip before break. Ben Carson talking about uh, the problem with Donald Trump's uh, lewd comments. As I was growing up, people were always trying to talk about their sexual conquest and trying to make themselves appear, you know, like the the Don, you know, Casanova. Right. I'm surprised you haven't heard that. I really am. I haven't heard it, and I know a lot of people who have not heard it. Um, and and well, I think maybe they that's were the, maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, you know, people the problem have is not that heard I this. Haven't... Maybe, <laughs> First maybe of all, that's the problem. Why are we dragging Ben Carson out? Oh, he's that's Trump's campaign, right? I, I know, know, but come he's on, he's the worst surrogate ever, ever, ever. Um, look, and again, when you were a kid, Ben. Is different than being 59 years old 
on a bus with other adults. I'm sorry. It just is. It just is. Oh, first of it all, you're is. totally right. Second of all, the locker room point is it wasn't in a locker room. It was uh, at a, you know, correct a, a microphone. It was on a microphone on a set. I mean, I think there's an argument to be made. And we, we talked about this the other day. And I'm sure this is what Trump means. Uh, when he ch- excuses his behavior right. today, which is not that I was I actually walk up to any woman on the street and put my hands up their skirt. What I'm saying is I can get any woman I because could. I'm a star yeah. and they'll they'll they all want to be with me because I'm a star. Yeah, I don't I don't think I mean, the way he's been kind of talked about is that it's a sexual assault. And I mean, you know, he said, which you is, know, they let me do it. Right. Which but, is, again, I think indicating he's a, he's the man. He's going to be he can get any woman he wants and, uh, in, I, in a very crass I way. I hate to stick up for him, any, but that's that's I mean, he's a 12 year old douche. And he was trying to show yeah. off. And that's right. what he does. And again, the best defense for Donald Trump on this incident um, is that he lies all the time. So he's probably right. lying there, too. Right. You have to you have to start with the belief that he's completely lying on anything that he says and back up from there. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the phone number. Back with more Pat and Stu and Grover and Jeff. What is? I just hate that I have to you know, say it sometimes. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, but get Grover out of here. No, I'm saying Jeffy. I don't like the Jeffy part. I don't, I don't like I don't like people knowing that you're on the show. I just feel like it turns people off. You know? Just a couple of days away from America's team, the Toronto Blue Jays, and their uh, their their ability to roll over the. I mean, they've minutes. done pretty good so far this year. They have. They're all right. Uh, they're in the yeah, ASCS. They're in there. I second mean, second like, straight year. Like to let the foreign teams do okay for a little while. Well, it's America's team. Uh, we're, we're talking about the Toronto Blue Jays here. There's, um, no, there's no way they go all the way. You don't think? I mean, I don't think so either because I just I'm just pessimistic. But I mean, you know, the Cubs are really the favorites here. Obviously. I refuse to acknowledge a Canadian team winning. The World Series. They did it in 1992 and 1993. I don't. No, they didn't. <laughs> well, there you go. We are in a post-fact era now, aren't we? Let me give you this real quick. Uh, Jerry Haworth, who's uh, their radio guy for the Blue Jays, listen to him all the time. Love listening to him. Uh, he's kind of he's been he's been doing their games since the 80s. I mean, wow. It's like one of those you know yeah. old, you know we talked about this a while ago. Yeah. With Bob Murphy. Guys that you grew up. Mets, all those and, guys. Yeah, yeah. I love I love that. And there's something about that old time like baseball on the radio feel. Uh, and Absolutely. so I really love listening to him. Um, uh, he's, uh, however, doing something, you know, I'm, I'm not in favor of, which is he will not say the Indians during the series because apparently it's offensive. Uh, the decision, amazing. The decision became, uh, came after the Blue Jays won their first World Series in Atlanta. Haworth received one of the best fan letters from a listener in, in, from Ontario. He said, Jerry, I appreciate your work. But in the World Series, it was so offensive to have the tomahawk chop, tomahawk chop, and to have people talk about powwows on the mound. And then the Cleveland Indians logo and the Washington Redskins, the announcer recalled. He just wrote it in such a loving, kind way. He said, uh, I would really appreciate it if you think about what you say with those teams. The letter touched his heart, and for the rest of his career, he has not said Indian or Brave or Redskins. Like, that's her freaking names. You, again, this is like Jeffy. And now, this is like Jeffy denying the freaking World Series in 1992 and 93. You're denying their names, and it's silly. It's just silly. It's, 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 it's child stuff. I mean, I understand a lot of it's motivated by positive things, but we live in a world where people have names. That's the name of the team. Say the name of the team. Please. I mean, I'm still going to listen. Uh, and uh, That's the problem. You still got a job. People still listen. I love, I love the guy. Blue Jays radio. What are you talking about? They're fantastic. This is America's team. What kind of weird, unpatriotic thing is it to criticize the Toronto Blue Jays?
one thing we've uh, learned over the past year or so is that people don't have a real foundation uh, historically to maybe kind of see uh, trends and what's going on uh, in the world today. Huh. And um, one of the things Glenn has decided to do uh, has decided to take on history with uh, even more gusto than before. I mean, yeah. Glenn's always done things talking about history. He's you know, obviously famous for that. Um, but he's decided to kind of go a little bit further on that, and, and he started this um, show called History. Now, this uh, history, not his Tory, but his, his. no, not his, no, his. his story. His story. Bottom line is telling the actual <laughs> stories about history instead of focusing on names and dates and boring crap. Um, and there's a lot of lessons to be learned in individuals' lives, lives uh, people that you have heard of, of course. But you know, their stories are always much more interesting than how you've heard them so far. That's what the series attempts to do. And Glenn talked about Harry Houdini on the most recent episode. Fascinating. Check it out. I loved... Harry Houdini when I was a kid. I loved um, all magicians when I was a kid. Um, I wanted to be a magician. I remember I, I sent this awful picture of me uh, to Johnny Carson um, holding, uh, holding cards, you know, like that. I was like eight or nine years old. I was convinced Carson was going to have me on The Tonight Show. Strangely, my phone never rang. It was weird. Um, Harry Houdini um, is not the guy you think he is. We think of Harry Houdini as a magician or an escape artist, but I don't think he was. First of all, he may have been America's first superhero. That's the way a lot of people perceived him. Um, he was a guy who absolutely stood for truth and fought for the hard truth. The lessons you can learn from Harry Houdini about life are incredible, but none of them have to do with cards. None of them have to do with handcuffs or escapes or anything we know about Harry Houdini. In fact, I believe we entirely miss the point of Harry Houdini. Now that I um, uh, perform around the country and, and do work on stages, I've had the opportunity to be on some of the stages, the old, old stages where Harry Houdini performed. And I was up in, I think it's Syracuse, and there's this really old, beautiful theater that the state reclaimed. And um, they've remodeled it, except right at the edge of the stage, so on this side of the stage, right at the edge, on the ceiling, there's a hole. And they have decorated this hole and, and, and made it really nice. And you just look up and everything is so perfect, except there's a hole up in the ceiling. And I said to the caretaker of the, the uh, stage, I said, Is it, you, you put a pot down there when it rains? What, what's with the hole? He said, nope, we left that there because that hole was originally made for Harry Houdini. And it's when he was first starting out and he would escape from the uh, straitjacket, and they 
hoisted him up on a chain and locked him upside down on a chain there. The same tour, I went to San Antonio to this beautiful, majestic theater. And um, we, I think we even did a special on it because I, I got the curator of the museum and I talked to him and he told me all the people that performed there. We saw how the jazz musicians um, could have their families, the black jazz musicians could have their families down in the front one night a week. Otherwise, everybody had to sit up in the, in the balcony and how weird everything was. And this was one of the stages that Harry Houdini um, uh, performed on. What that guy didn't tell me is that my arch nemesis, a guy I hate, played a role in that performance at the Majestic Theater in San Antonio. Woodrow Wilson. Why was Harry Houdini meeting with Woodrow Wilson right before World War I? It's not because he was a magician or Woody was a fan of magic. It's because Harry Houdini was one of the world's first real spies. So I guess the place to start with Harry Houdini is about seven years old. His family has immigrated from uh, Budapest, from Hungary. They come over New York, then they go to, of all places, Appleton, Wisconsin. I don't know what's in Appleton, Wisconsin. I don't think if you're in Hungary, you're like, someday, kids, we're moving to Appleton. But that's what they do. Dad is a rabbi. Mom speaks very little English. And it's a good family life. He loves his dad, loves his mom, um, close with his brother. And... Um, that's just a good dad. And he decides to take Harry to a circus. And you have to understand what life was like around the turn of the century. Life was pretty dull and gray and boring. And when the circus came to town, I mean, really, books were the only things that could bring color into your life. It was work. It was hard work. The whole family. Harry now known as his real name, Eric Weiss. Harry's already working at seven years old. He's working. And if you're lucky, somebody in your family reads. And if you're even luckier, somebody in your family is wealthy enough to have access to books. So when the circus comes to town, it's a big deal. It is, it, it's a show-stopping activity, and people come from all over. So, Dad takes Harry to the circus, and he is fascinated by the acrobats. He's fascinated by the tightrope walkers and all these people that are doing death-defying things. This explains a lot about Harry Houdini later in life. He goes home, and he can't stop thinking about it. So, much to his mother's chagrin, I would imagine, and I also would imagine mom didn't know anything about it until she heard the screams and the cries out back in the backyard, Harry had made his own tightrope. And he's like, I can do that. So here's this seven-year-old kid who has tied a tightrope in his backyard 
And he's deciding, I can do the same thing. He learned here he can't do, he can't, no, he couldn't do that. Uh, almost breaks his arm, mom freaks out, and um, little Eric Weiss goes back to work. But where they have him working, he doesn't realize it yet. But where he's working is a pivot point that opens up all of the doors for his life. He's working as an apprentice at a locksmith shop. And here's this seven-year-old kid and the sheriff comes in. And um, they've just arrested uh, a guy for some crime. And he's in handcuffs. But he's, he's been proven um, not guilty. And they're, they're going to release him. Well, the problem is uh, they can't get the... They can't get the locks open and so they go to the locksmith well the locksmith he looks at the sheriff they're pals I mean it's Appleton Wisconsin oh the things that you can do in that bustling community and so he sees the sheriff and the sheriff brings this guy in and he has big beard he looks like a criminal and he walks in and he's got his hands and and he's looking at the locksmith and uh, like get me out of these and the sheriff says, hey, Bill, Bob, whatever, can you, can you open up the uh, locks? And he's like, you know, uh, Eric can, but why don't you and I go have lunch and uh, Eric will open up the locks for this guy. So here's this seven-year-old kid and this big, burly guy who looks like a criminal ready to tear Eric's head off if you don't open the locks, kid. Eric doesn't know what to say. He can't open the locks. He doesn't, he doesn't have a key. He doesn't know what to do. So he gets the hacksaw. Now imagine a little seven-year-old trying to get the locks off of, this, off of this guy. And all the guy keeps saying is, better not cut me, kid. Better not cut me, kid. <laughs> he, can't get it, he can't get it open. And he works and he works and he works and he can't cut through the, uh, the handcuffs. So then he thinks, I wonder if I could just stick something in the lock and pop it open. So he does. Gets a little piece of metal and he's scraping around in there and he pops the handcuffs off. This is the only time that we know of that anyone outside of Harry Houdini's magician circle has ever seen Harry Houdini open a lock and what his secret is. It's the first time he's ever picked a lock. He picks the lock and a star is born. As soon as he picks the lock, here comes the locksmith and the sheriff. They expected Eric to, to cut it. The sheriff looks at the open lock and said, how'd you do that? It's a secret between Eric and the guy who's now walking out the door. But this is the pivot point for him to say, wait a minute, maybe I don't have to walk a tightrope. Maybe there's something else for me. Yeah, I watched this, this entire episode. Yeah. Just fascinating. Um, 
the uh, there's a couple other pivot points that Houdini has throughout his life uh, that where he changes and takes uh, takes a different direction. Uh, not only just the the magician and uh, well, he's fascinating. Life. I mean, uh, he wound up, and you can watch the whole episode on, on theblaze.com/slash/tv on demand all the time. But I mean, he wound up helping the United States, right? Yeah, I mean, they he helped the U.S. Presumably, uh, there's actually no proof in in. Here in the U.S. at that time, at a point in his life when he was a big star, there were a lot of counterfeiters, uh, people making money. So they figured the only way that they, they, and they never could catch them. They never could catch the counterfeiters because by the time the feds got there, everything was dispersed and gone. So they figured that maybe a magician could go in and, you know, snag some money, uh, sleight of hand, and then the feds would have the counterfeit money and they could go in and bust the people. And uh, the only real kind of proof there is is that uh, in his show route, where Houdini would do his shows, he would come to a town, and then a couple of days later, the feds would come in and bust the counterfeiters. So, I mean, it was just a coincidence. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then he went overseas and helped uh, overseas with uh, Germany and Russia as well uh, for the U.S. Wow. So, he was, yeah, it was really cool. An amazing life. Yes, uh, absolutely an amazing life. Quite obviously, uh, amazing stories. You can watch again at theblaze.com slash TV. Our sponsor this half hour is My Patriot Supply. Now, My Patriot Supply, you know these people. They've been uh, doing this for a really long time, and they've been doing it uh, better than anybody. They take a lot of time to make sure uh, when you're going to prepare yourself and get some food storage for uh, you know, a natural disaster, terrorist attack, being out of work, whatever they cause. I don't like them. You don't like them? I don't like them. You don't like My Patriot Supply? Don't like them. You know why? I, no, I don't know why. Because every time I get some, it's not enough. <laughs> I'm so mad at myself. Every time I order, it's, well, you know, we'll get that. We'll get that month one, and then I think you look at the month one, you go, "That's not even close to being enough." <laughs> Jeffy, this might be enough. an issue with you. Just throwing that out there. Why would it? Why would it be? A, uh, an issue? I haven't done the math on it yet, but it seems like it might be an issue with you. Uh, they got, do have the uh, month long four week uh, emergency food supply, only ninety nine dollars. Uh, this food lasts you for twenty five years. So basically, you buy this, you are prepared for any real emergency, uh, short of uh, Walking Dead, um, and uh, right. you, you don't have to worry. You don't have to think about it again. It's a hundred dollars. It's going to be less than you'd spend going out for a night at uh, you know a bar and grill type restaurant with the drinks and appetizers and everything. You're going to knock out an entire month's worth of food. All the preparation you're going to need. Uh, although. As Jeffy points out, you can always use more, and uh, My Patriot Supply has you covered there as well. 888-411-5290 is the number. Limit two per caller. Again, online, preparewiththeblaze.com, or call them at 888-411-5290. Do it now. So, um... I mean, every day we could do more of these, and why not? Why make today any different? Correct. Right? Why uh, make today any different? Uh, Alex Jones, a key Trump surrogate, is uh, working hard for Donald Trump uh, and making you understand the truth about Democrats in this country. Well, that's what um, Alex Jones is. Now, I should truth. Be, truth, right? Yeah, it's also truth. what he was saying about Republicans when they were in power. Um, that's like said, I said, that's what Alex Jones is, truth. The exact opposite opinion. <laughs> um, and also, he, you know, it's just, you know, he, whatever. Uh, the point is not, of course, to follow what observations he's making, which are usually ridiculous. It's to laugh at him. So here's clip one. 
Oh, okay. I'm never a lesser of two evils person, but with Hillary, there's not even the same universe. I mean, she is an abject, psychopathic demon from hell that as soon as she gets into power is going to try to destroy the planet. I'm sure of that. And people around her say she's so dark now and so evil and so possessed that they are having nightmares. They're freaking out. Folks, let me just tell you something. If the media wants to go with this, that's fine. So there are dozens of videos and photos of Obama having flies land on him <laughs> indoors at all times of year, and he'll be next to 100 people and no one has flies on him. Hillary, <laughs> reportedly. I mean, that's a fact. I mean, I was told people around her that they think she's demon-possessed, okay? I'm just going to go ahead and say it, okay? They said they're scared. That's why when I see her when kids are by her, I actually get scared myself for the child. I mean, you that big rubber face and that... I mean, this woman is dangerous, ladies and gentlemen. That's, I'm telling you. I mean, she is a demon. This is biblical. Okay, she's a demon. Now, I obviously gave a lot of evidence there. Oh, um, that I mean, there's the Barack Obama had to fly land on his face uh, with hundreds of people around that don't have flies. Multiple times. Uh, multiple times. Yeah. And then uh, Hillary, I guess the assumption there, which you didn't actually you didn't tie to. them together, no, but I mean, the not. assumption there is that because Hillary had a fly land on her face for one second in the debate, that means... I, I would venture to say that wasn't even a second, but that's okay. Right. <laughs> You're probably right. So he goes on. What does this mean exactly? She's a demon, but what does that mean to the people around Hillary? Well, see, well, it's the children. The children. Oh, yeah. The yeah. children. Oh, yeah. I'm very concerned. She's Sleeps in the same room with that creepy weirdo woman, Uma Abedin, whose mother wears a hood over her head and writes top articles in the world promoting cutting women's genitals off. What the hell? That woman, number one, is ugly and evil. But but imagine if you're like, oh, what does your mom do? Oh, she's a top genital mutilation pusher. I'd be like, whoa. Get the hell away from me. Yeah, but Hillary's into, like, creepy, weird, sick stuff, man. This is disgusting with flies all over, big, fat, stinking dick. Imagine how bad she smells, man. I'm told her and Obama just stink, 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 stink. You can't wash that evil off, man. There's a rotten smell around Hillary. I'm not kidding. People say, they say the. Uh, Folks, I've been told this by high up folks. They say, listen, Obama and Hillary both smell like sulfur. <laughs> I never said this because the media go crazy with it, but I've, I've talked to people that are in protective details. I mean, they're scared of her. And they say, listen, she's a freaking demon and she stinks and so does Obama. And I go, like what? Sulfur. They smell like hell. <laughs> I, I just. That's a good radio show right there. He is adorable. I mean, adorable, he, adorable is a good word. I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't either. exactly. I think he's serious and just disturbed, but he's trying so hard. He uh, is giving, trying hard. He is giving it his best. I will say that, and it's it's kind of cute to watch. They smell like sulfur. And he's, well, he was told that by yeah. security details. And what, what it struck me as I was watching that, and obviously they're. They're close buddies, uh, you know. They've been, he's been on their show. He, you know, he's a big supporter, a supporter of Trump's. But like, if that exact speech, word for word, came out of Donald Trump's mouth today, would you be surprised at all? A lot of people tell me because he's always using those like references that don't mean anything. Right. I've been told. A lot of people tell me. People around her say 
Like they're not, they're never, it's never anything concrete. It's just like this, right. you know, random sort of thing he's seemingly generating out of nowhere. Um, I don't know if Hillary Clinton smells. Um, I, you know, first of all, I don't think it's probably a valid election issue. Well, I mean, if you actually did have, I mean, if someone was actually had a body odor issue, it would be something to deal with in the election. Probably not. Uh, oh, it would um, be. You don't want anybody. You do not want anybody running for office that has bo. The other, I don't think it's bo. It's BO. sulfur. Um, and I think the idea that it, she, I guess if you had evidence she was a demon, oh, you know, maybe maybe a little bit additional evidence than some guy told you. Uh, perhaps maybe that would be valid. You see how scared he got when she comes around children. That's so weird. Come on man. now. I mean, the thing is, obviously, there's people listening to this. I mean, it's a small group. It doesn't have a large audience. But still, it's, it's interesting to think of, like, a person in the position of, of listening to that and thinking that's a, a, an interesting show or Absolutely. a valid observation. I mean, I, like I, I'm I good mean, with the minute clip. Yeah, Hillary's and, terrible, obviously. But, like, I, I, I can't put myself even in the mindset of someone who would want to consume that media. It's just so bad. I mean, I just like it because it's funny. So this is the radio show. I don't know. What it yeah, is. this is this is the Alex Jones radio show. Now, I mean, I guess there's some days he has the jacket on and stuff. So I'm guessing that's different. That's the TV show. I mean, I don't know. I don't know his his empire. <laughs> I don't know what he how he broadcasts. But I, they were saying that this is. I mean, you can. He's sitting there like he's talking. You know, it's a radio show. He's got his. Yeah, I mean, I don't polo know. Shirt on and it's the same clip we see every time. It's the same sort of studio. I don't, I don't, I don't know much about his uh, empire. Uh, here he is uh, building that empire, though, because he's very strong, as you know, a very oh, yeah. strong and intimidating oh, force, not only in the world of media but just as a man. And here is Alex Jones talking about that again oh, for some good. bizarre reason. Good. Humanity's going to come together. Ah! Ah! We know we're under attack. Conditioning! Ah! Ah! We're coming for you, globalist! Ah! Coming for you! Coming for you! We know what you're doing! Ah, I'm sorry. I just get fired up when I think about what they're doing to us and how I want to resist them and how easy they are to defeat. You're doing a good job so far on that one. Excuse me. I think my testosterone's going up. This just happens every time I start working out a lot again. <laughs> and I uh, swam two miles this morning pretty hard and uh, yeah, ate know. a big fat steak last night. It's full of hormones, testosterone on its own right. So I'm going a little bit wild today. Excuse me. Uh, you're excused. I mean, Steve, you know how it is. You're excused, Alex. You know how it is. Do you know how it is? Oh, my gosh, yes. You start working out a little bit too hard testosterone flows through your body like crazy oh my gosh i can't the only thing i could think of that i'd rather do less than watch alex jones just talk to you about testosterone levels <laughs> um so i'm gonna move on do you have low testosterone no, I do maybe, not. You have, no. maybe you have low t i don't have low t uh, i'm you know, sure we, i will at any moment as far as i know i don't have low t there's I plenty of places around a, this neck of the woods in the dfw uh, metroplex that could take care of that <laughs> it low is a t big issue. business now That's isn't a it a huge it business man. yeah i noticed a lot, lot of ads for it big a lot time of ads. ads for the low t yeah the big time ads everybody's got low t and now i'm talking to you about low t which is what i wanted to avoid <laughs> i don't want to talk to you about this anymore i'm, I'm concerned about you though i feel fine i feel fine 
I mean, you can get the you get the patches. Is that what you happens? get the cream? Cream. You get the, the patches. patches. Mm-hmm. You can get the little. Remember, we talked about uh, we talked about the little uh, pellet or pellets. Mm. I call them little testosterone right. balls, but they're pellets. <laughs> they're pellets that go underneath your skin. Right. Or you can just you know get the shot. Okay, I would like to stop. Talking. I'm just telling you different ways that you can increase your testosterone uh, to you know get your body. Uh, Flowing good and feel like a man. You know, one way you can increase your testosterone, uh, commercial breaks. So let's take one right now. Really? 888 back is the phone number. Know, Maybe we were just talking about, I mean, we got to talk about the, the, the shots. Maybe you'll hear we'll a commercial about low T here. Sometimes it's too much. It's too much testosterone at once. Throws your body off kilter a little bit. you got to knock it back down. That's why they say the pellets right. are... Well, don't, don't wake up. I want to tell you about this. All right, one more time with this, uh, and I, I promise this is it. But I, there's one part I really love about that Alex Jones video where he's screaming and in the green shirt. Keep an eye as you watch this one more time. As the idea that whoever's running the cameras there is just maniacally switching back and forth between the cameras, which is kind of a way that you would emphasize comedy in that moment, like that's right, a, right, like which is a weird choice to make as he's screaming about something supposedly serious. But the best part about it is that Alex Jones seems to be like always one camera behind. So they switch to like this camera, and he's looking over here, and they switch to the other camera, and he looks back here, but then now it's over on this camera. <laughs> it's, That's a great catch. It's really funny. Watch his eyes and watch what the cameras are doing as he goes through this. Here it is. Humanity's going to come together. Ah! Ah! We know we're under attack. We know it. We're breaking the conditioning. Ah! <laughs> it's exactly the same. Ah! It's tremendous. We're coming for you, Global. <laughs> what is happening? Ah! Coming for you. Coming for you. We know what you're doing. <laughs> that is a fantastic <laughs> call. That's enough. That's enough. That's a worthwhile one to bring back. we got to do that when Pat is here. He'll, he'll appreciate that one. Yes, that is fantastic. <laughs> um, very, um, we talked about this uh, yesterday, the killer clown thing. Was yes, that yesterday yeah. with Jesse Walker? Um, and uh, uh, the idea that they're not, there's not really a clown scare. Like there's people who are playing into the media narrative that there's a clown scare, but there's not actually clowns doing anything. Um, and we said, you know, this is going to end with one of these clowns yep. getting shot. Well, not quite there yet, but watch. It's a prank! It's a prank! It's a prank! It's a prank! No! 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 It doesn't feel real. Sight, bro. (laughs) Look at your nose. Look at (laughs) you. That's what happens when you scare people, bro. You get battered. Yeah, fake. Fake. Plus, there's the United Kingdom. That's not even the U.S. But I'm calling fake, though. No. Absolutely. Are you with me on that? Yes, that's that does, fake. That did not look real. Yes, no, it did not. Plus, what what also adds to the you know fuel to the fire of this, and we did discuss it a little bit yesterday, was the news reports of the you know the personal clowns, the clowns that show up to birthday parties and uh, yeah. balloons and everything. They're making it very difficult to do their jobs because they can't just go out anymore. It's a, it's a very so, standard media thing to yes, do. And with, now, today I see the what they've done is they've they've bypassed. Now they've gone. They've got the local clown, Billy the local clown. Now we've gone to Ronald McDonald. Yeah, 
That's right. Uh, Ronald McDonald, uh, they're actually benching the mascot, they, says the Washington Post. In a statement Tuesday, the fast food chain announced Ronald McDonald would, uh, in a signature red and gold garb, wouldn't be seen in public for a while until America stops being so collectively terrified of clowns. Now, the company that I, I love Ronald McDonald. And a company that uh, when I worked in uh, when I worked in Tampa Bay, there was a company that owned about I don't know thirty or forty McDonald's or whatever. Mm-hmm. Their their company owned them. I mean, good business. Pretty good business yeah. model. Uh, and the Ronald McDonald that was their Ronald McDonald that they had for their for their chain was great. And he was he used to you know do events with us all the time. And he you know he listened to the station. He knew we are, but he refused to let us know who he was. In real life. I mean, I always wanted to be the one to know who Ronald McDonald was. And he never would tell us. Uh, Jeffy, that's some... because Ronald McDonald is Ronald McDonald. There's no person. It's just a, he's, he's a clown. Yeah, do I feel stupid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of a, I guess it's interesting and, and understandable, I guess, from the uh, McDonald's perspective. I don't know that I would have made an announcement about it. Probably Plus, it's open. Ronald McDonald. Right. Okay, uh, the, uh, the clowns that are out uh, ravaging the countryside uh, aren't Ronald McDonald. Right? No, they're not. Right? Ronald McDonald's uh, at McDonald's. Murderous clowns don't bring you fries. That's a that's a rule. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Thank well, you. Yeah, that's a, a society's <laughs> rule. Uh, they never bring you. If you see a Ronald McDonald, say, walking through the brush, that's probably not Ronald McDonald. That's somebody pretending to be Ronald McDonald. Right. I mean, the issue here is that this, and this is what we covered in the interview yesterday. If you didn't see it, uh, it's up on uh, I think it's up on SoundCloud, and, and I know we, there's some video around going around around about it yesterday. <laughs> the idea is that there's not, they're, they're just these are all pranks, or it's people playing into pranks, people trying to scare them, um, and a lot of it's just fake reports. It's not even real clowns. It's just a silly, it's a silly nonsensical thing. And every few years we get one of these scares. You know, I mean, it's all, there's always some new thing that's scaring everybody to death. Yes, and what? Yeah, yesterday we talked about the the one video that came out uh, that uh, they believe was fake too, which was uh, uh, an automobile. The kids get out of young kids get out of an automobile, and he was joking about uh, when they do that, they need to not swing the camera around so you see their friend off to the side <laughs> standing there being bored. Yeah, uh, these guys at least tried to not show you the friend off to the side bored, but. No, there's, I'm there's, not buying it. there's something aesthetically that just feels fake about yes. a lot of these videos, and then you find out, of course, that they usually that are. They are. Um, usually, yeah. you don't catch unbelievable moments on video, even when you're trying to. No, and if you do, uh, it's a shot from the camera of the jewelry store a block and a half away. Right. You know, yeah. so you, I mean, you see it, but you don't really see it. Now, Jeffy, I know a lot of your sites promote uh, real hidden cam we action. Do. I'm a Is big that- fan. I am a huge fan. Is that are those real hidden cameras or those those actresses who forget it? Let's talk about that later. Um, are you seriously asking me no, about my, my <laughs> hidden cameras? I don't want to. You know what? You shouldn't have. A magician should never reveal his tricks. Because uh, no, please bro. don't. Um, and in this case, tricks is an interesting uh, use. Of, probably the right word. Um, BBC had a uh, Halloween um, situation. Twenty thousand calls came in. Uh, apparently, one induced labor. Thousands of angry letters. The UK's Broadcasting Standards Council convened for a hearing. It was 1995, June 27th. They ruled that the producers of Ghost Watch, a BBC program that aired on uh, Halloween night, less than three years earlier, had deliberately set out to cultivate a sense of menace. Oh, no. Airing uh, from North London, Ghost Watch alleged to report on paranormal activities um, of a certain family, the early family. 
which have been besieged by ghosts. Four recognized BBC presenters, uh, and I hate the word presenters, but I guess it's that's just the host. That's the BBC, yeah. yeah. Um, appeared on the show, which which is the other thing, by the way. I don't like I, I like fired and not sacked. That's another, I don't like, <laughs> sacked bothers me. I don't know why. And now we're using it. Okay, I'm not presenters. I use it on a couple sacked. of my sites. No, that's a different. Anyway, anyway. Um, <clears throat> four recognized BBC presenters appeared on the show, which uh, took the appearance of a straightforward documentary and offered only subtle clues that it was an elaborate hoax. For a significant portion of right. viewers, it appeared as though they were witnessing documented evidence. Of a malevolent spirit. So, I mean, it's the BBC uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to be the War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, right? Stop it. Yeah. Stop I mean, it. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that there's, people are still falling for that in 1995. It sure is. It sure is. I guess, though, they try to do this stuff. And then you can pull it off. I mean, we've seen this happen. Well, Glenn's fall. He, remember, he fell for the skydiving video recently, which was very well done. I don't know that he actually fell for that, did he? I think he did. I don't know. I think he did. I mean, I feel bad for him if he did. I think he's going to let me down. If I, if I let myself believe that he actually believed that. I am. I, I'm disappointed. Well, what is your life other than a series of letdowns? So anyway, what uh, I, in '95 was a little bit uh, was you know that was still pre hop on the internet yeah, and find it, it out. It was AOL era. Like you could get online. Yeah, but you weren't. You know, I mean, by the time. Yeah, exactly. Like you weren't watching videos, or you couldn't fact check stuff. <laughs> You could barely get on and see your emails. Right. Did you see the Did you see the video? Yes, I started downloading it yesterday. I mean, and a lot of your videos wouldn't download oh, man. at that point. Ooh, big time. It was hard. So to it was money. easier to keep it on the disc. Anyway, it's uh, interesting. Why are you smiling? You sw- like, creepy smile. Jeffy could walk out, and people would be there. Would be reports of the creepy clown, and he wouldn't be wearing any makeup at all. It'd just be you dressed up as, you know, as you show up here. But I wouldn't be. <laughs> you know, the thing, there's I a creepy a clown, clown walking around Chick-fil-A. No, that's just Jeffy. He's just stalking the workers. I wouldn't be dressed up, though. Well, I, I mean, I will say this. Uh, on a previous episode, um, Chick-fil-A ran a, a promotion in which if you dressed up as a cow, you would get a free meal. That's correct. They so, run that promotion every year, once a year. Right. So we just sent Jeffy in his normal clothing. And it worked. Well, I mean, they... They just gave you the food, and they said, wow, nice clown outfit. <laughs> nice cow outfit. Or cow. cow, cow it was sorry. a cow outfit. Yes, it was a cow outfit. And I mean, reality, I felt like a clown. You didn't even have a, a polka-dotted shirt on. They just assumed you were a cow. That's a, well, uh, you know, facts are facts, too. I can't argue with facts, but... <laughs> <laughs> this did occur. Uh, before we go, um, and, and we do have a spoons coming up on the other side. Wait, what? Uh, spoons, in which uh, we've got some Twinkies, a new kind of Twinkies to try, and a new kind of, uh, what's the other one? Pop-Tarts to try. This is going to be exciting. I like both I, of those. I'm, yes, I'm very excited about this. Uh, but first, we're going to tell you about, uh, we're going to have to work off some calories beforehand. Now, there is a celebrity video, a workout video, that you may have seen on this program, which was Jeffy doing Jazzercise. Remember that? Uh, Prancercise. Prancercise. Yes. Prancercise. Um, in which Jeffy uh, walked around, and uh, that was really disturbing. It was a disturbing moment. It's a, look. I'm just trying to help people, Stu. So well, so was Regis Philbin when he had his own uh, celebrity workout video from, uh, this is, I guess, uh, 1993. Let's watch wow. It. Wow. Hi, everybody. I'm Regis Philbin. 
Welcome to my personal workout. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about how I'm working He's in pretty good shape there. If I was very, very painfully thin when I was a kid growing up, and it really bothered me. Pretty close to being a skeleton the way I see it. This is the wrong way to do the bench press, incidentally. Hurt my back, and it hurt my back for the rest of my life. Shall I do a push-up, Gelman? Gelman wants me to do some push-ups for all time's sake, okay? Hey! Hey! So I started walking. Can I tell you something? I love it. What is the official best way to walk? Gives you a little uh, upper arm workout. <laughs> That's a great question. I, think I have more stamina. I mean, enough even to handle Kathy Lee in the morning. Call Our security. Own Kathy. Let me just stand. <laughs> Very entertaining. <laughs> I better get on this treadmill. I fell in love with it. It's a high you can't buy. It's a high you can't buy. Actually, Jeffy, you can buy highs, can you? Not. Uh, yes, you can, yeah. Stu. Uh, yes, I don't know. you can. What is, Jeffy, the right way to walk? Put one leg in front of the other. <laughs> it's an interesting question. I guess, uh, I guess he wasn't well, quite clear. I, it's actually it's kind, of, it's kind of close to the prancer size plan, though, right? I mean, you've got to move the arms, you've got to move the legs, you've got to, you've got to move the whole entire body. Well, his plan seems to be to walk. I mean, it, wasn't, it didn't even seem like the push-ups were part of the exercise. He was just doing no, it to show off. No, he was just off. showing off. Yeah, that was all part of the uh, part of the TV show. That wasn't really a, a video of, I was hoping for, you know, the Regis exercise mm. plan. Well, here, maybe you'll get one from George Foreman. Now, George Foreman obviously was an elite athlete at one point. Um, not, not as much later on in life. Um, he's really more of the guy who uh, sells the grills. Which now, I love those I will say this, by the way. We just ordered the new grill. Apparently, it's great. Now, I have uh, not utilized it. I was hooked on the, fir the first one uh, when we it did, first started to come out. I'm, we I'm had that, too. For quite some time. When I used to be on the low-carb uh, yeah. diet and ate lots yes. basically all you do on that is eat meat. This is before, obviously, uh, the, I turned to the dark side. Um, <laughs> but back then, you put those things on there, hamburgers, and it, wor it works pretty well. Yeah. I, I like the George Foreman grill. Yeah. The thing I always hated about it, though, was cleaning it. It was always gross to clean to me because it was like, you know, and, and you know, we, me, I'm weird with cleaning. Right. I mean, I had a with wife. cleaning so I wasn't too concerned about it, but go ahead. Well, I didn't have a wife. I was uh, single at the time. Um, and, uh, you, you, like, to get all the crap off of it was gross. Yeah, you had to clear out these little crevices yes. where, like, all the... It did have the little crevice bad thing on the pan, the tray. Yeah, yes. so the new one apparently has a removable thing that you just you just stick the... Well, that. Well, well, that's about time for that. Right, you just take the thing off at the, at, when you're done cooking. You take it off and you throw it in the dishwasher. You know, it's, it's almost as if they calculated something like that. Like they're going to sell us one brand and then they're going to make a better brand later, so we have to buy that one too. It's almost as if it was calculated. Uh, you and the conspiracy theories. Maybe they just improved the product as it went. They just make it the best they could make it. Well, I'm sure they didn't think of it at the time. They didn't even know if they were going to sell any of them when they first started making it. <laughs> I mean, you got a you got a big fat boxer who's selling grills. Why would you? I mean, would that make any At sense? At that time, he was selling. I, mean, I think he probably still had his clothing line before the George oh, really? Foreman grill, did he? But Foreman was a legit. I mean, how does George Foreman uh, exercise? Well, obviously, he would know something about this, yes, right? Yes, he would. Even he's always been a big guy, but he's a, an elite athlete at one point in his life, world champion, obviously. Yeah. Uh, here is uh, part of his uh, exercise video from. I guess this is. I don't know if this is the '90s as well. Check it out. Let's walk it back with George, right here. Let's get it. Let's get it. Come on. Ah! Wow. This has got to be like the George Foreman's TV show. <laughs> this is, why do you keep suspecting this is a TV show? It's a weird thing. It's a freaking reality You're video. in my gym now. Like an exercise video. Walk it off with George. You know, who are you, a skeptic? I'm I am. 
You're weird, man. I, I wanted the, ex- the actual exercise video. That was the it. Plan. No, it was not. It was. You didn't no, have that a was show. some crappy morning show they tried to syndicate around the country for George Foreman and they have the, have the little exercise You're telling segment. me you believe they tried to syndicate a George Foreman show entitled Walk It Off with George? That was a little segment inside the stupid show. Here's Zsa Zsa Gabor. She, uh, she wanted to get to better be an exercise video from Zsa Zsa, I'll tell you that. It is so weird. Your lines are so weird. I mean, who, who thought they would wake up today and say, this better be an <laughs> exercise video from Zsa Zsa Gabor. Uh, so anyway, Jeffy will come out on the other side of this and talk to you about the benefits of milk in a moment, but here's the video. Hello, darlings. I'm Zsa Welcome to my own personal workout video. Okay. Code. It's simple, darling. Exercise doesn't have to be difficult. I have found out by exercising on a regular basis, it increases your energy and keeps you young and beautiful forever. Jeffy? We all want to look fantastic and sexy at any age. Thank you. By doing my video at least three times a week, you will see and feel difference. Not to mention you will drive your man crazy. Mm. So join me and my two muscular friends, Mike and Francois, and you will see it's simple, darling. See what I mean? Now that's an exercise video. Okay. Uh-oh, Start what's about to happen? <laughs> lower back stretch. On exercise? Yes. Can you bring your knees together to the chest? I heard you do burn calories. Can you tell me when it's enough? He said she was going to have Mike and Francois. That's good. That's it. Then you hold it for 20 seconds. Mike is doing it alone, but it's more fun. <laughs> I would say so. This is an exercise video. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that's creepy. That seems like more that's of a video from one of your sites. That's a hundred percent exercise video right there. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know how to react to him anymore. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. We're going to take the, you out of the mindset of exercising and take you into the mindset of eating with a new spoon segment, a couple of new products uh, to try out here on the program. A new uh, pumpkin spice Twinkies, I believe, uh, and a new flavor of Pop Tarts as well. We'll check it out in just a minute. I wonder how long that Zaza video goes. I, I would have preferred if you didn't bring that up on your work computer. What's that? Please don't. Don't go. On. Missing out on one today, a spoons episode in which Look at this. we are here uh, with uh, Jeffy. Sadly, uh, Pat's out, but we're going to have uh, two kinds of pumpkin ninny things: uh, pumpkin pie, pop tarts, uh, and also pumpkin spice, spice Twinkies. Twinkies from Hostess. Look at this. Most These limited editions. On the back of the pumpkin spice, they have the other Twinkie products. Yeah, and like the ding dings, ring dings, yeah, and the ho- oh man, ho hos, yeah. I can love those ho hos, man. Really. When I was, I remember working in, uh, <clears throat> when I worked in the grocery business, a lot of times products get damaged. I mean, and what am I supposed to do? Just leave them in the back where, you know, rodents could get in there and I can't eat display them? them at that point. No, they can't sell them. No. So, I mean, you have to, I mean, you have to eat them. Hmm. Man, I would uh, tell those so, bad boys. <laughs> so here is the uh, pumpkin spice, uh, Situation here for uh, Pop Tarts, uh, delicious. Uh, Pop Tarts are good. I mean, I, I, the situation with Pop Tarts is this: this border area. I mean, you know, they built the wall. Unlike uh, the United States, I they know. built the Trump wall, and I the know. Trump wall of just this sort of tasteless pastry has never been my favorite. But if you break it apart, you get some of the. It's the inside right there. 
Got some pumpkin uh, pumpkin pie flavoring. Let's try it. Break it into quarters, though, so you mm-hmm. can get the whole... Jeffy knows all the tricks. The whole corner. I gotta say, pretty damn good. Hmm. Um, what, you, what you normally do with these corners, like you break them into quarters like this, mm-hmm. and then you have the whole frosting, and you take the dry corners, dip them into milk. Well, that's what normally people do. Thank God. I, I hate you in this milk thing. Um... I think these are good. Our new uh, spoon scale. I'll give them 12 out of 18 spoons. <laughs> that was worth a 12? Oh. They're good. I think that's a good rating. That's most of the way there. We're kind of developing this. No, as we go. no. What do you got? 12, uh, 18 spoons? Yeah, I'll go with you in the 12. That's fine. There may be a 10. Now, Jeffy is the one who can 10. eat these uh, Twinkies. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, I can't eat these things. Oh. Here's a Twinkie. Mm. A nice little shape there. Could last a million years. The Twinkie shape. Just a, just twinkie a myth. Shape. Inside, you got cream. It's just slightly Ooh. off-white uh, to indicate the pumpkin any uh, situation. Give it a taste here. We're running short on time. Mm. What do you got? Mmm. Good? Not bad, actually. Yeah? How, sim- how close to a normal Twinkie? Is there a big difference in taste? I like this better. Really? And is it just this cream more... that's taste, or is the, cr- is the cake itself? No, the cake is more... Is, uh... is a pumpkin flavor? About that, but it's it's uh, more fluffier. All right, we get zero to eighteen spoons. What do you give it? No, more than that. And say, uh, oh yeah, more, more than more than a pound. So fourteen. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, God, he's an idiot. Let's leave you with a porcupine eating a pumpkin because we've heard it's adorable. I know it's a good amount. Oh, that's fourteen Apparently not. No, but no porcupine video. Yeah, we have thirty. Oh, here it is. Okay. There's a porcupine. Pumpkin. Can you say pumpkin? Porcupine speak? Is this real? Or is that just a little That's person good. in an outfit? <laughs> That's one of those scary clowns. Is that the noise porcupines make? No way. If that's true, we need to kill all of them. I want a zoo person. Huh? I want a zoo person.